you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're going to jump right in here and get at it. Uh, you know, Shelby's been out of town for a few days. She gets back Wednesday night. She's, she does say aloha. And, uh, you know, she's having a great time. But she left me in a house with, with a bunch of crazy people. And, uh, man, I tell you what, I really love my wife. And I cannot wait till she gets home. Amen. But uh, last night I showed up at church. I hadn't shaved. I didn't have a new shirt on and nothing. I just showed up. And, you know, what's wrong with you? Shelby's gone. And so, you know, I might say or do something weird this morning. Just reach your hand up and pray for the pastor, okay? I'll tell you this morning what Elizabeth Taylor told her fifth husband. I have no intention of keeping you very long. And uh, we're going to go through this thing and launch out of here and do it. Amen? Come on, look at somebody and say, we're going to do this thing. Amen? You know, we ain't going to church. We are the church. We are the church. I think we we might need to design a new T-shirt. I don't go to church. I am the church. You know, I'm going to live this thing. Amen. Said I'm going to live this thing. You know, I'm I'm going public. Look at your neighbor. Tell him I'm going public. You know why? Well, because that's what we've been created to do, right? To carry this life out into a world that's suffering. You know, and and you know what's happened is that uh, you know. That gummit, a bunch of us believers, you know, we, we, we've kind of just settled and just started going to church. And then we end up living just like people who ain't got God. Wrong life. You know, Jesus said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life in abundance to the top till it overflows. Right? We're talking about more life than death, more joy than sorrow, more peace than chaos, more hope than despair, more provision than lack, more health than sickness. In every realm of our life. And the enemy, you know, that same verse, it says that he comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Right? And so, and he's just messing with us. And, 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 and we just, we just live in the wrong life. And we need to get back to where we're living God life. Come on, somebody. You know, and, and not just inside a building someplace for an hour and 15 minutes once a week. I'm talking about having God life everywhere. On the job, you just glowing with the presence of God. How do you know that that's not always easy? Because coworkers show up. You know, I'm talking about walking into your house and having the peace of God that passes all understanding. And I'm talking in your house after everybody wakes up. You still got it, right? You know, this thing, this enduring presence of God on our life. Not something that's making us, you know, weird, you know, because it's strange because, you know, a lot of times people just get funky when they, you know, they leave the property. They just kind of get bizarre. And, and it, I hope you don't do that. I hope that, you know, that uh, you live the same life everywhere. You know, what happens is we, we compartmentalize our life like a chest of drawers. And, you know, we got, we got, we, you know, we, we got church life up there because we wanted to put God first. And so he's on the top drawer and then we got our family life and that's in that second drawer and then i got my work life and and you know and then i got my my, my nightlife's down there on the bottom i put my nightlife stuff down there on the bottom and, and depending on where you are is how how you are and what you do you know no, how about we just get let's throw the chester drawers away and let's just go live life and be godly in all those places We just get healthy, right? You, you know, that, that chair of, of uh, complacency, that doesn't matter. 
you're going to end up in conflict with God. If you sit in the third chair, the, the chair of complacency, it, you know, it's not long until you're in conflict because it, you act like you don't care and like it doesn't matter until it matters. You, you, until the stuff starts flooding into your life. And then now all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, God, you gave me promises. Well, yeah, but there, there's stuff that you're supposed to be doing. You know, I, I'm a 100% believer that all the promises of God are yes and amen. But that does not relieve me of all my responsibilities. You know, I, I, I got to live right. I got to think right. I got to act right. I got to choose right. You know, James said that if I would receive with meekness the engrafted word of God, that it has the power to save my soul. And my soul is the way I think, the way I feel, the way I make my choices. He said, if you'll allow my word to change the way you think, the way you feel, the way you make your choices, I can change your final outcome. And it'll be better. Hello, somebody. You can't just sit down there and act like it don't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm just hanging out with the guys. It doesn't matter. You're destroying yourself. It doesn't matter if we, if we let this stuff into our life and, you know, and, and we participate in that activity. Or it's not a big deal. You're killing yourself. That's kind of like, you know, it doesn't matter if I eat six dozen Krispy Kreme every week. Who cares? They're good. I love them. Well, it, did, it does matter. I almost said it did matter because it really did. So what we do is we climb up out of that chair and we move over to the chair of compromise. So that, well, we'll be really good. When the church family's watching. I've ordered that bulletproof podium. <laughs> I feel like I might need it because I know where I'm going today. I might actually need it early. This is sad. Uh, but we, we end up in compromise, duplicity, where it's not really God that's on the throne, and, and it's not really us, but there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of struggle, and it just depends. No, God wants us to get over here into the chair of commitment. Where we are not half-hearted seekers of God, but we're seeking God with our whole heart. And we know that His way for us, His way for our kids, His way for our substance is the best way. It is the only way that we're going to live our life. Right? Matthew six thirty-three: Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, His way of doing and being right. And all these other things will be added to you. You know, where you're taking time to consider, I wonder if this is the right way for me. You know, making decisions and changing jobs and selling houses and, and, and making choices. Wait a minute, stop. Is this the right way for you? You know, not, not what does mama say or what, what, you know, what does my neighbor say? What does God say? And, and that we would seek first His way. And He said, I'll take care of all that stuff. You don't have to worry about it, you know, because when you seek him uh, in Jeremiah 29, it said when you seek him with your whole heart, when you want him more than anything else, when you crave him, when he becomes your main desire, he said, I will make sure, I promise you won't be disappointed. What a great promise. God said, you know, man, you can trust me with this thing, but you got you, you got to get in that First chair, you've got to get to a place where you're believing God and, and, and living for God and choosing God every single day. Amen? Everywhere, no matter where you are. How many you know that sounds easy, but it's not all that easy to carry that out? Why? 
Well, because we're not strong enough. Commitment requires strength. You know, to live right, man, you got to stand up. You got to you you, you got you got you got to get strong. Man, I, I love Second Kings twenty-two uh, at about verse forty-four, and you'll have to look these up later because uh, I'm, I'm wandering a little bit because uh, that's how I roll. But uh, they don't have it to show it to you. But just look it up later. It says, King Jehoshaphat created vessels of Tarshish to go to Ophir for gold, but they would not, for they were broken at Ejon Geber. I love that verse. King Jehoshaphat created vessels to go to Ophir for gold, but they went not, for they were broken at Ejon Geber. The king, the king created vessels to go get gold. They didn't get the gold because they were broken at Ejon Geber. The king created vessels. The king created vessels. He created you and me to go get the gold. Those vessels didn't make it because they were broken at Ejon Geber. Ejon Geber's two words put together make one word, Ejon, back, Geber, bone. The king created vessels to go get the gold, but they didn't have a backbone to face the storm that was going to prevent them from reaching the gold. See, you and I, what we have to realize is that God has given us great and precious promises, but we've got to have a backbone because there's going to be a storm. You know, you know, hell is not attracted to you because you're cute. It's attracted to you because of the favor of God that's on your life. See, in Jeremiah 1.5, we got that one. Jeremiah 1.5, he said, Before I formed you, I knew you. And before you were born, I sanctified you. I ordained you. And he's talking to Jeremiah. And he's saying, you know, you're going to be a prophet. But what's God talking to you about? Before I formed you, I knew you. Before I squeezed you into shape, I had a dream about you and your future. God was having a dream about us and the future And he used that dream to begin to shape our lives so that we'd be who he needed us to be to fulfill that dream. He set us apart. He sanctified us. He set us apart, made us different from anybody else on the planet. And he has given us the authority and the power to accomplish and fulfill completely the dream he had that caused him to form us in the first place. See, I think about our property. I think it's awesome that, that you know, that, that God's the biggest landowner in the Southridge, you know, land development, and he's pulled us in to partner with it. But it's awesome to me because 24 years ago, driving into town, God got in the car, and it's right in the middle of that property, right where our property starts. That's where God began to speak to us 24 years ago. But you, you want to know what's crazy is that you look back, and it's not just my life, Shelby's life, you know, that, that he was forming for this, but he was messing with you. Before you were born, he had a purpose and a plan, and he's brought you in here, and he's shaped you, and he's formed you, and you're actually part of the fulfillment of God's dream. And hell don't like the sound of that. So it's coming after you. It's hammering you. And if you don't have the backbone to face the storm, you get separated from the end that God declared at the beginning. See, we, we can't afford to live carnal. We've got to be spiritual. Right? Romans 8, 6 says that the, uh, the, the carnal mind is death. That death isn't dead. Death is separation. To be carnally minded will separate you from what? From the end that God declared at the beginning. You won't end up at the place you're supposed to be. Why? Well, because you weren't strong enough. So we've got to get strong. Come on, we've we, we got to get strong. We've we got to get over this thing about, well, you know, the grace of God. I'm, I'm weak, but His grace is good. Are you kidding me? The grace of God is an empowering agent that gives you the ability to do anything that God's asked you to do, and it totally removes excuses for not doing it. 
you think about it, you know, well, we're not under the law. Well, the law was a set of rules that you had no ability to, to be able to succeed at. Well, grace, grace didn't lower the expectation, actually raised it. Go read Matthew. And then he said, but now you have the ability. What you couldn't get done on your own, God said, I'm going to step up inside of you and I'm going to give you the power to accomplish it. That and more because I am able to do exceeding abundantly above anything that you've ever even dreamed of. It's kind of like our property deal. We couldn't do that, but God stepped in and said, I'll show you how to do that. And now he's doing stuff we couldn't even dream about doing. But you know what? You just, you know, I love all the suddenly. So I'd love to preach a series on suddenly, you know, all the suddenly's in the Bible. Suddenly and suddenly, suddenly. But you don't understand that behind the suddenly, there was like 45 years of preparation. Look, look this, this land deal in just the last two or three months. Look what God's done. He's been working on it our entire stinking life. It's just we ain't smart enough to realize that we're on a long trip towards a suddenly. First <laughs> Timothy 4, 7 in the message. Look at what it says. It's starting in the middle there. It says, exercise daily in God. Look at your neighbor and say Daily. Tell him, tell him, he's about ready to preach to you now. Tell him. Uh, look at this next verse. Workouts in the gym are useful, but a disciplined life in God is far more so, making you fit both today and forever. You've got to get fit for the kingdom. You've got to get in shape. Kingdom life, God life, is not for weak people. You've got to get strong. You can do it. But you got, you know what? But you got to exercise. Physically, we're going to talk about that a little bit. Spiritually, you got to exercise. Look at your neighbor and say, you need exercise. Go, go back to verse 7 for just a minute. Look what it says. Exercise daily in God. How many of you know it's a good idea to be Godlike? Well, the Bible says that God rested on the seventh day. So you need to exercise six of them days every week if you're going to be like God. How many of you want to be like God? Come on, don't lie. How many want to be like God? Not everybody that wants to because that means God. I wish we were having an auction. I was selling stuff. You got to exercise daily in God. You can't. You know what? Let's talk about physical exercise for a minute. You need to exercise. Six days a week. I don't have time. You need to find time. You know, a lot of times, you know, think about this. The devil doesn't need to rise up with amazing powers of destruction. He just needs to leave a dozen donuts laying around, and you kill yourself before you reach purpose. You, you know, we, we, got, we got to get stronger than that. And and here's the deal. You, you, take, a, you take a gentleman that's... Uh, and, and there's tons of data that backs this up. So if you want to argue later, let me know because I love to do that too. But you take a gentleman, he's 40 pounds overweight, he smokes a pack of cigarettes a day, he drinks way too much, but he exercises six times a week. His mortality rate is actually 70% better than the guy who's skinny, who doesn't eat anything wrong, he doesn't smoke, he doesn't drink, but neither does he exercise. Exercise is important you need to exercise you know just because you look good well you're just skinny fat you know what they call it skinny fat 
You know, wouldn't it blow your mind to be all skinny, fat, and roll up next to Chubby and find out that he's going to live 70% longer than you? And you brag, well, I drive a tractor. Well, you should have been pulling it. You know, and, 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 you know, because when we hear the word exercise, we see ourselves, you know, turning purple and running alongside the road and passing out. And really, uh, what we're talking about is getting your heart rate up to a certain level. And, and it's not that much higher than normal. It's just, but, but it's got to get, you got to increase it. And, and for about 45 minutes every day, you know, take your lunch hour and go for a walk. And don't and, and and just get in there and go for it and get the blood flowing because you know the, the the cascade of chemicals that's inside of your blood it has a purpose and God designed this this incredible machine so, but but you got you got to you got to use it you know if you had a Ferrari sitting in the garage you'd you'd take care of it wouldn't you you know and 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 you might actually go drive it every now and then but well you you have this machine and you you need to take care of it and you need to take her out for a spin every now and then. But, you know, you, you just need to, maybe before you buy a gym membership, I can't afford a gym membership, save up and get a heart monitor. And just, get, you know, figure it out. You know, because, you know, if, if you're 50 years old, you got, you know, you take 220 minus your age. Isn't that how you figure out your maximum heart rate? You know, 220 minus your age. So, uh, oh, my God, mine's up there now. And then you need a younger person. Okay, so, so 170 is the maximum. But I'm supposed to be at, what is it, 60% to, to, to get the blood flowing. Uh, so that's down about 110, 112 beats per minute if, if I get it to there. Well, you can do that walking. And when you get it to that level for a certain period of time, in the blood it releases what's called C10, which is this power to, 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 to remove all of the stuff that your blood's naturally carrying out and bring health and strength back to your body. And if you don't exercise daily, you die early. Well, this is truth in the spirit, too. If you're not exercising daily, you get taken out of your purpose and destiny before you reach it. Come on, we we got to exercise daily. Yeah, you know, I've been in church my whole life, and and, and I got to tell you, by the time I was ten years old, I've been in church more often than most people would be in their entire life. You know, because my dad was a pastor and a traveling evangelist, and we had tents, and we did meetings, and we had them twice a day, and we did revival services that lasted a year at a time, and we were always, always, always in church, and grew up in church, and even when I wasn't living for God, I was in church every week, and you know, you know. Been around church. I have never really heard anybody preach about physical fitness. Well, that's, you know, that, that's over there, and we shouldn't talk about that. You know what? I, I'm thrilled that we are partners with God and the largest landowners at Southridge. But you want to know what would be really cool? If we were the healthiest people in this community. I think we, I think that we, I think we ought to change our set point. You know, your set point uh, is, uh, let, let, let me just put it this way, your set point is the point that you are willing to settle for. So raise that set point and say, you know what, I'm going to live long, prosperous life. I'm going to get healthy. I'm, I'm going to exercise. Man, I wish you guys could see the way you're looking at me right now. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't normally spend a bunch of time here, but uh, I'm going to because of the way you're looking at me. Come here, Todd, give me a hand, would you? I'm gonna, we're going to talk about physical exercise for just a few more minutes. Come here, Todd. I'm going to bring some exercise experts up here. There's your bottle. Todd's used to a bottle. I'm giving him the water because last time I handed him a bottle, he about passed out. And just, okay. 
I need some exercise experts because we're going we're gonna to show you some exercises that you can do every day and that will help you get healthy. Look at your neighbor and say, man, this is good for you. Okay. Okay. Evan, Evan, come here. Come here. No, take that. Okay. Let's see. I need, John, come here. Come here, brother John. A new, a new member of the house. Give him a hand. Come on, John. No. You get that. We've got to find We've got to find the right guy, the right guy that can help us here. Because these guys, this thing going to go boom. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm saying? We, 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 come here, Steve. Okay. Exercise daily. This might actually save your life. How about you start with water? Step away from the caffeine. Doesn't that sound weird to hear me say that? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I mean, it's crazy because I've lived with, you know, I, I have had IVs of it before. It's crazy. But uh, you find out, I used to drink a lot of water. I just poured it all over beans. <laughs> uh, but you know what you need to do? You, you, need, you, need to, you need to just flush your system and start drinking water. You, know, you, you, need, to, you need to load up on water. And you need to treat the Word of God like water. And so that you're, you're just filling yourself on a, constantly. You know, the, the, you're hydrating your, 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 your physical man, and you need to hydrate your spiritual man. You just need to dive into the Word of God and, and, and sit down with a glass of water and take Scriptures and begin to meditate those Scriptures. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And just, stu- just why? Well, because I'm changing my set point, and I'm going I'm to live healthy. I'm, I'm going to live healthy. I'm going str- to get strong. You know how to use that thing? Have you ever seen it before? Step right out there in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah you are. Son, you want to eat this week? You better go sideways. Yeah, you, you get hooked up on the chair. Turn, face those people. Come on. Just, it, it ain't going to take long. Just jump rope for a few bit. See, no, just, keep, just stop when I tell you. Don't stop till I tell you. Look at it. And you know what's crazy good about this is you're already sweating. This is awesome. And, uh, okay, okay I, I don't want to kill you here because that's good. That's good. Give him a hand. That's awesome. I believe in you. There's some things, you know, in life that you just don't want to do. But you need to do them. You know, and it will only take a few seconds. Where, where, are my ex- where are my real exercise people, you know, and our, our heart doctor? A few seconds of that will get your heart rate up. And, 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 when it, and then rest and walk. And when it starts to slow down too slow, start up again and just go for it. And, it, well, I can't do it. Well, just try. You know, and the same thing's true about your prayer life. You know, you just, you just need to start praying and taking God's word and saying, okay, God, here's what you said. I'm bringing it into your presence. You said the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Well, Father, just, I, I, I just want to agree with you today that you're going to open my eyes and show me places where I'm allowing the enemy in to, 
kill and to steal and to destroy. I, 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 I want to take authority over that right now. And then just then, you know, because sometimes that prayer thing is like jumping that rope. Well, now you've got to stop and breathe. How about you stop and listen? Just pause and let God begin to speak to you. And listen, and he'll show you the places that you're allowing the enemy in where he's actually stealing from you. Stealing your time, stealing your relationships, stealing your joy. And then you can jump back up and go after that joy again. Amen? And, you know, you got, how often do we do this? Daily. Daily. Hey, give me some, some curls or something. Do something with that thing without hurting yourself. No? Okay, just, just you know, when you're doing this and, and the blood starts flowing into here and the oxygen starts coming and all of a sudden, uh, you know, the, the muscles start getting harder and they get full and they fill up with oxygen and uh, chemicals that are good for you. And, 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 but if you do this, don't stop. And, and if, you do this, if you do this for a while, you, you know, it's, it's amazing how, how quickly uh, you, you get sore in about two days. You know, because we'll have him do this enough this morning that on, on Tuesday he'll remember this message. I, I don't think you're there yet. This is my great friend. Um, okay, you're good. But what happens is, is that, the, that the opposition actually makes him stronger, doesn't it? And a lot of us, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get through life without dealing with the opposition. We want to get around stuff that God's put right in front of us that's actually going to make us stronger. You know, that, those opposing forces, you couldn't walk without using opposing force. You, you, you have to have it, but it's actually going to make you stronger. And if you just lift it for a while, you, you'd find out that, you know what, if, if I've been dealing with this thing every day, but pretty soon it's not an issue. And you actually have to go up in weight, don't you, to keep the body growing. So, the, so you reach a point that you look back and you're thinking, wow, that used to be hard for me, but now I wish life was that easy. I wish that life was as easy as it was 25 years ago. You know, uh, you know when, when we first got married, uh, marriage was easy. How many of you know that as you, the longer you go, you've got to develop some strength in areas you didn't realize before? How about in giving? I, I can remember when Shelby and I freaked out because uh, God spoke to us and we're going to start giving an extra $30 a month. I wish that's what God asked me for now. What's he do? He increases it. And you look back and the stuff that used to knock you down, it's no longer an issue. Well, just exercise daily in God and stuff that's hurting you right now. It won't be a problem in three or four months. You'll be stronger than that, and, and you, you'll get to go on beyond that. And, and I'm telling you that God's plan for you is to, is to cause you to, to, to you, in the Spirit, I, I, think, I think you have the ability just to be Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right now, you're so hyper-focused on your current situation and your current dilemma. Wait a minute. Lift up your eyes. Look above that and just realize, hey, you know what? The enemy's tried to take me out. He's hit me with his best shot, but I'm still standing. You know, and just keep lifting because you're getting stronger. You're stronger today than you were before. Amen? I said you're stronger today than you were before. So, you know, humiliate hell. Because of lack of time and, and, and Steve's health condition, I don't have anything for you to do. Give these guys a hand. And, uh, let's put that down there real quick. 
Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going I'm I'm to develop the will to grow stronger. You want to finish it? Look at somebody and tell them, I, I'm, I'm going to have a will to grow stronger. I want to give you three steps just that will help spiritually, physically, emotionally, relationally. But let's get strong. Let's get healthy in every realm of our life. I mean, if you look at uh, Romans 12 in the message, Romans 12 in the message, it says, here's what I want you to do. Romans 12, here it comes. Here's what I want you to do. Take your everyday, ordinary life. I know, you know, in the spirit, we always think about, I want to raise the dead, or I, I want to go preach to, you know, a crowd of 100,000. Why don't you take your ordinary life? You're sleeping, you're eating, you're going to work, you're walking around. And let that be your offering. Let that be how you're going to worship God. Start there. You know, by the way, just real briefly, sleeping. How many know you need rest? You know, you you might need to turn that TV off. You might need to unplug that computer. You really don't need, you know, three or four hours of Xbox before you go to bed at night. And if you can't get up in the morning, well, go to bed earlier. And do something. Get some rest. And some of us, you know, in the spirit realm, we, haven't, we don't have any peace. Well, start there. Psalms 119, verse 165, I'll just quote it. It says, Great peace have those that love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. One translation says, Nothing shall cause them to fall, slip, stumble, or fail. Great peace have those that love thy law. Where are you going to find? You know what sin is? Sin is simply missing the mark. Right? Sin is simply missing the mark. Well, you know, and most sins that we think about are motivated in two areas. We're either trying to find comfort or we're trying to medicate pain. We're either looking for comfort or we're looking for a way to to deal with the pain in our life. And, And those are the things that that's why we don't have any peace. So what do we do? We run after other stuff. You know, you know, maybe you run after a bottle or maybe you run after a relationship or maybe whatever it is that you're going after is just to comfort yourself. Well, wait a minute. God sent the Holy Spirit, the comforter. And if you go to anything other than him, you're missing the mark. So now you're in sin. Well, I'm just medicating my pain. Well, wait, he sent his word and healed them. So if you reach for anything before his word. You're missing the mark. you got to have peace in your life. So you know what you might want to do is confess your sins. Testing. You, you might want to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. I've been going to other things, trying to replace you. And that's why I don't have peace. That's why I can't find rest. Because I'm not really looking at you. Acts 16.31 in the message says, Put your entire trust in the Master Jesus. Then you'll live the life you're meant to. You and your whole house. Why are you laying awake at night worrying about your kids? Because your whole trust isn't in Him. But you don't know what they're doing. You don't know how big God is. See, I put my entire trust in you, Lord. And I know i got a responsibility to raise them in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they won't depart from it. But right now, Lord, it just looks like they're a long way from it. But I'm going to trust you. I'm going to make sure I'm living the life I'm meant to. See, let, let, let me just say this, that you need to hear God. You need to obey God. You need to trust God. But you are not to be God. And a lot of us, what we've done is we've lost our position of peace because we've taken his role. And we're trying to do what he does. 
and we're messed up in other people's lives so much. Take a rest. Look at Jesus on the way to purpose, on the way to perform miracles. He's in a boat. The storm comes up. Yeah, look at that storm. Where'd they find Jesus? He's taking a nap. Maybe the best thing you could do is just take a nap. Spiritually, step back and let God be God. You're not called of God, anointed of God, equipped by God to solve everybody else's stuff. And when your life is still like a roller coaster, the last thing your friend needs to do is get attached to you. So in the middle of their chaos, now they're also on your coaster ride. You need to step back and say, you know what, I'm going to, be, I'm going to make this my, my worship, the way I sleep. Can we put that one back up? The way I sleep, the way I rest, the, the, the way I recuperate, this is going to be my offering to God. How about the way I eat? How many know it's important to eat right? Well, it's important that, that you're eating, you know, that what you're feeding on is truth, that it's Bible-based, that you're, you're feeding on the Word of God. The Bible says in Matthew 12, 35, it says, The good man from the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. The evil man from the evil storehouse brings forth evil things. It's what the Bible says. In other words, your life is not the product of other people. Your life is the product of what you've treasured up inside. It's what you're, you know, I know you love to tell everybody what's eating you, but I'm asking you, what have you been eating? You know, the reality is, is that if you fill yourself up with good, which is hard for us because people will say stuff to you like, wow, you look nice today. That's a nice looking coat. And you'll say, I got it on sale at Kmart. You can't even accept a compliment. Why? Because you're not used to taking in good. But if somebody makes a comment about something you did wrong, you pull that in and you think about that and you meditate it. And then you actually guard that thought for months. Why? Because you're very comfortable with the negative. Well, God wants you to know that that's not healthy. That's called eating wrong. And what you need to do is change your diet. And you need to start saying what God says. And fill yourself up with His promise and His vision about you. And, and eat right. Why? Because that's what you're going to produce in life. How about the way you go to work? How about the way you go to work? James said, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only. Because a doer is deceived. How about the work that you do? I'm not just talking about your day job. I'm talking about the thing that you've been called by God to do. Go to work. How about be consistent? How about be committed? How about, wouldn't it be awesome if Christians showed up on time? Wouldn't it be awesome if believers told the truth? If, if they weren't flaky, if they were the most sought-after people in the workforce, it's who we ought to be. Well, how about you go to work at developing your spirit man too? You're walking around life. That that is out there in the open and it's pure and it's clean. Well, how do we do it? Three easy steps. Number one, make the choice. Just decide today. I'm going after God life. Deuteronomy 30, 19. He said, man, I set in front of you life and death, blessing and cursing. Choose life. Choose life. There it is. I'm just going to put it out in front of you. It's your choice so that you and your descendants might live make a choice today that I, i'm i'm just i'm gonna i'm gonna develop the the will to grow stronger i'm gonna do whatever it takes to get stronger number two build the routine 
Can I tell you on your exercise routine that what you need to do is, is find a time and you just set it apart and, okay, now this is when I'm going to go, I'm going to walk. You know, pick what you like because if you don't like it, you ain't going to do it. Pick what you like and let's say that you like walking, so you're going to go out and you're going to walk the, the, the bridge loop or something and, and you, you put on your tennis shoes and, I, and I'm, gonna, I'm just going to walk fast enough to get my heart rate up, you know, to where it needs to be. But you get out there one day and, and you just don't feel like, Walking that, I'm just going to walk real slow. Well, at least you show up. Just show up. Just show up. You know, make the decision to show up. Why? Because the routine is almost as important at the beginning as the exercise is. Because, you, you, you know, you're going to build a routine. Well, can I tell you, you need to have an appointment with God. Now I'm going to pray. And you set your time up and you sit down and you get ready to pray. But I just don't feel like praying. Well, just sit there and do something, but get the routine built. Build the routine. Because if you don't build the routine, it's going to be about three days from now, and you'll be right back into your old routine because you're doing, you're doing stuff. Well, you know, all a habit is, a habit is something that you can do without thought. And that's what you want to create in your life in this routine is that you don't even think about it. You just show up to exercise. You just show up to pray. You just show up to worship. You just show up. Why? Because it's part of my routine. And I think you ought to do that with, in the way you go to church. It's just part of our routine. It's part of our routine. It's pretty odd when we're not here. It shouldn't be pretty odd when you do show up. Okay, we'll keep this last one and then we'll be done. Okay. Uh, number three. Reap the rewards. Number one, make a choice. Number two, create the routine. And number three, reap the rewards. I just need to tell you, I need to be real honest with you. Being raised in church, going to church my whole life, I haven't always grown in God. Missed out on a lot of the rewards until I started getting real and started actually applying this stuff. And all of a sudden, i got to tell you, the rewards are wonderful. You know, uh, uh, man, to, to be able to say, you know, man, I, I'm such a blessed man. I think I'm the, I think I'm the most blessed guy in the room. I've got a, got a wonderful wife. I have three amazing men of God, young men that are in pursuit of the purpose of God in their life. They love God. You know, it, it hasn't always looked like that's the way it was going to go. You know, when I'm having to bail them out of jail and, and talk to the schools because they've been selling drugs and, and call neighbors because they had a beer party at the house while I was out of town and, and, and they stole this and they did that. It doesn't always look right. But let me tell you what the rewards of this prayer life are. Don't miss out on the rewards. But you've got to make a choice first. You know, I, I love what Joshua said. As for me and my house, we... We'll serve the Lord. Get somebody in your life who will be part of that we with you. That's right. We are going to grow strong together. Making the choice. We're building the routine. And we're going to stay at it long enough that we see the rewards. Amen? Amen. Close your book. Bow your head. Let me pray for you. Father, I thank you today.